You're listening to the Jump Around Podcast from WSUM Sports. We welcome you to the Jump Around Podcast, a podcast brought to you by WSUM Sports. My name is Chrissy Birdsall. I am a sports broadcaster here at WSUM, and officially, Badgers basketball is back. The men's basketball team comes into 2023 with high expectations after returning all of their starters and 92% of their scoring. So we decided to bring in Dylan Graff, owner of Badgers Notes, to break down Wisconsin men's basketball. Dylan, how are you doing today? Thank you so much for coming on. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So um, before we get into it, I just kind of want to learn a little bit more about Badger's Notes. What do you guys do there? What do you guys cover? And how did this all come to be? Yeah, that's a, that's a really interesting question and one that uh, I think maybe is one of the more unconventional paths that you'll you'll find in this space. Uh, initially, you know, this was something that I had started maybe five, six years ago, uh, you know, kind of as a passion project. I had just created a blog. I did it anonymously. I didn't want anybody to know that it was me, just kind of needed a space to be able to write about something. That's not what I went to school for. I went to school for law enforcement. And uh, so I had I had just, you know, kind of started on the back end and little by little had a couple of people approach me wanting to find out, well, who actually is the person running this? You know, I'd like to learn more, give you a better platform. Um, I was actually really fortunate to along the way connect with Asher Lowe, you know, who with University of Wisconsin alum gave me the platform uh, at USA Today, wrote there for a while. And then my now business partner, Anthony Wright, who uh, played for the Michigan Wolverines basketball team, reached out, connected with me, said, hey, I'm starting a uh, you know a new college sports network. I would love to bring you aboard. I want to uh, you know, co- co-run a Wisconsin site with you. you know, here are the partnerships I have lined up. Are you interested? And uh, you know, ever since then, it's just kind of been a whirlwind. It's really taken off and able to pick up a bunch of partnerships with like Bleacher Report, Yard Barker, you, you, you name it. And, uh, you know, been really fortunate to become credentialed by the university to cover the football and basketball and just, you know, it's it's just became a lot more than I ever imagined. And so it's been uh, it's been a real blessing. Yeah, and it's awesome to see that growth from just starting out on your own, doing your own thing to running basically this whole company of covering Badger sports. And it's great to hear that you are credentialed for football and basketball. And We'll talk a little bit about basketball here today. I know it's something that you're really into and, you know, kind of alluding to this team, there's high expectations. What did you kind of expect from this team coming into the season? Coming into this season, I uh, I definitely had rather high expectations. I mean, you look at any time Greg Gard has returned the amount anywhere, the amount of production that they have this year and traditionally success has followed. I mean, I understand that last year they fell short of expectations. They went to the NIT. You know, that was a team that was incredibly short on depth and really just kind of limped their way through the season. And, you know, you bring back all of your core pieces. You bring back Tyler Wall for a fifth year. You know, all everything is in place for them to bounce back entering the season. And then you only, in the transfer portal era, do something essentially unheard of and really only lose one contributor and then are able to replace him, you know, Jordan Davis, with a guy like AJ Store, who essentially provides you everything that you were missing from Johnny Davis leaving a year early, you know, just from a physical tool standpoint. And I think that when you add in then the freshman class, just all all of the gaps you had a year ago start to be filled in. Right. And you mentioned that they return all of their starters. They really only lost one piece, but they were able to bring it back. So what are the necessary changes that this team needs needs to make in order to avoid the pitfalls that they had last year? Yeah, I, I think uh, what you saw last year was a team that was just, it, it was, you know, according to Kempom, it was 
the worst Wisconsin offense that we've seen dating back to the Dick Bennett era. And that was in large part because they only at any point had about six at most seven guys that you could trust to put on the floor. And right now you're looking at a team where you have nine guys that I think you can play against a quality opponent, maybe even 10, 11 guys, you know, if you get into some foul trouble, which is terrific, but now with a slim down Chucky Hepburn, you know, a guy like AJ store who can get out and run, you now have the ability to get out and transition and get easy buckets. And you have a couple of people who, you know, actually at this point can get you to the free throw line, which is something Wisconsin did not do a lot of last year. And coach card will be the first one. He brings it up every time. Efficiency is what matters. Those numbers go up an awful lot when you're getting to the free throw line. So, you know, I would say just capitalizing on transition opportunities is, is going to be huge. Make a concerted effort to get to the rim, get to the free throw line. It's going to go a long way and just having the depth to do those things. Right. And so far, it's been pretty good for this Wisconsin team. We saw them shine in the exhibition match against Stevens Point. And then this Monday, 105 to 76 win over Arkansas State to open their season. When you see a number like that, they scored 56 points in the first half, more than they scored in a decent amount of their games last year. What is your reaction to that? Yeah, uh, you know, you can't overreact to, you know, a, a game against a team that got second to last in the Sun Belt a year ago. However, you absolutely can react to the fact that they shot over 60% from the floor. You know, they essentially rotated 12 players consistently due to foul trouble. So it's not like this happened on the back of their starters throughout the whole game. You know, this was a really cohesive effort. I thought they moved the ball exceptionally well. You saw a lot of good things really across the board from the lineup. Unfortunately, Connor Asijin went down, but then you have a guy like Isaac Lindsay who's waiting in the wings and stood up or, you know, took advantage of his opportunity. Chucky Hepburn looked phenomenal. He just really is the straw that stirs the drink of this team. And he's got so many complimentary pieces around them. We've watched Wisconsin win a lot of games over the years where they've had a different leading scorer night in, night out. But I think going into this year, you're, you're going to see a lot more of that. However, this is a team that can kind of pick its poison. You know, AJ store looks like a guy who can go out and get you a bucket whenever you want to get it. I mean, this guy can get to the rim. He's got a, a kind of a physicality and transition that we simply haven't had since. I mean, Johnny Davis is obviously somebody who could, but if you take those two out of the equation, it's been a long time. Maybe it's been like a Sam Decker, you know, there aren't a lot of guys that have that physicality, that strength, and then really just the confidence to go out and make those plays. So I, there were a lot of excellent things. I, obviously, the freshmen really stood out. I thought John Blackwell was just terrific in his minutes. He's a tenacious defender. You had Nolan Winter, who, who brings the size, but also at that, at six foot eleven, moves that way. You know, you don't see a lot of a lot of people his size that have those kind of fluid movements. And I just overall, I think you, I walked away feeling really good about the team's depth. Not trying to overreact to what what I saw, but they played really, really well together. Uh, even upon a rewatch, you know, just the the film illustrates a team that is way further ahead offensively right now than I think we're accustomed to seeing right now. Right. And I think a huge part of that is you kind of hit a bunch of the different players, but AJ Store coming in as a transfer, he's really been an offensive catalyst for this team. And that's just through the exhibition in the first match that they had. So where do you see him fit in on this team? Obviously, offensively, he's done really well, but on the defensive end as well. 
I think with AJ's story, uh, you know, I, upon rewatch, you know, I was checking out the film and I thought he started a little bit as an on-ball defender during the game. However, long-term, I'm not particularly worried. He uh, brings a lot of the physical tools, things that you just simply cannot teach. And a lot of that's going to come with just working your way into Greg Ard's defensive system. You know, Wisconsin was desperately missing that prototypical small forward size on the wing last year. Uh, just his athletic measurables jump off the chart, so... I'm not going to make a lot of one game, but I think his defensive fit is going to, it has a lot of potential to help elevate this unit if he can kind of find a nice cohesive balance there with the rest of them. Right. And he's kind of started to find that balance a little bit. And I think a lot of that also has to do on the back of Chuggy Hepburn, really seeing his role coming in, not only as a scorer, but also as a facilitator. So coming into his third year now, what kind of jump are you expecting him to make? Yeah, uh, you know, I was talking to Chucky Hepburn at local media day, and one of the first things that, you know, really jumps off the page and a lot was made of, you know, he he slimmed down, he lost 10 pounds so that he was able to, you know, get out and push the pace a little bit to try to maximize what you get out of an AJ store, get out and run and push things. And I think you're going to see the best version of Chucky Hepburn this year. And because he doesn't have to carry as much of the scoring load, think we all know he is certainly capable of scoring and be, I mean he was the team's leading returning scorer however I think he is best suited to be more of a true point guard who does score when opportunities present themselves he's a microwave three-point shooter we've seen that one of the big tens best but this is a guy who is a true point guard and now with the amount of pieces around him you've got two two bigs that can each get their own and you know are going to have way more room to operate and do that because you're able to surround him with shooters like AJ store, like Connor, or Max Klesmit, like Connor Asijin. you know, you have so many more weapons surrounding him. And so I think this season being in as great of physical condition as he is, you're going to get the best version of Chucky. Right. And you mentioned that he really slimmed down and he really changed his body, which was something that was huge coming from last year to this year. Yeah, without a doubt. I, I think everybody benefits from this version of Chucky Hepburn. And, you know, in late game situations where, you know, he took a lot of heat last season. I, I still think Chucky is who the guy who you want the ball in his hands. But this year, he's going to have a lot of a lot of opportunity, you know, in the pick and roll or to redistribute the ball when you surround it with so many shooters. You know, this is this was an offensively challenged team that I think now has all of the right pieces to become way more efficient than they were a year ago. Right. And I think the guard depth is so important more than anything. I mean, you've mentioned Chucky Hepburn, AJ's store, and then even on the back end, Connor Seijin now coming off the bench. And we saw that a little bit in his freshman year, especially towards the beginning. But then after that battle for Atlantis, he really started to take over that starting role. Where do you see now his role as a sophomore, once again, coming off that bench? Yeah, honestly, uh, after a little bit of time to think about it, I think that if Connor Sejan is all the way bought into this role, I think this is this helps elevate the entire ceiling of the unit because when you've got a guy like Chucky and AJ Store who can go out and get buckets and you have nice complementary pieces down in the post, you know, Max Klesmit is a really efficient scorer, but he's also a low usage option and he's a terrific on-ball defender, which is not an area that Connor was as proficient in. So I think it allows that the starting five to really establish themselves on the defensive end while not sacrificing anything offensively. And then when Connor does enter the game, you've got a guy who's got a green light from the word go and can provide a spark. I mean, the entire bench last year averaged 12 points a game. I, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that Connor Asijan could be, you know, 
pushing those numbers by himself if he's healthy. So having, you know, I, I just think it's a luxury for the Badgers to have somebody of his caliber that's just a microwave scorer, electric three-point shooter to come in off the bench. And we saw last year, like with any of them, you know, he wore down a little bit in the back half of the season because he was having to play such heavy minutes. But if you can take a little bit of that off of his plate this season because of all the other complementary pieces and just let him lean into what he does so well, like I said, I think it elevates the entire offense. Yeah, he's going to be really interesting to watch because when he came off the bench last year, he kind of just had free reign, was able to do what he wanted to do. And, you know, he started working on that defense as the season went on. Um, one thing I want to hit on, too, is also the two big men, Tyler Wall and Steven Krell. The bigs is kind of one of the parts where the depth maybe isn't as strong as the guards. So I'm curious to hear what your thoughts are on those two veteran players. Yeah, I, I think, honestly, Tyler Wall might be the X factor for this team this year. Uh, obviously, two years ago, he was like in the 90-something percentile in low post scoring on points per possession. He was, I mean, I understand that he had Brad Davison, Johnny Davis taking a lot of that pressure off of him. And last year, he had a lot asked of him offensively. But last year, he really struggled down in the post and obviously had lingering injuries and whatnot. Uh, you know, he is... A healthy Tyler Wall looks way different than the version of the player that we were getting last year. And I think that he's somebody that this team can lean on and against the right matchup, we know what he can do in the low post. So I think he has potential to be an X factor on this unit. And Steven Crowell is somebody who, you know, I, I think can be as good as he wants to be, or at least as good as he can convince himself he is, because we saw in the NIT run, you know, that 36 point performance, Stephen Crowell, when he plays aggressively, is a dude. And he's, quite frankly, one of the best passer, passers on the entire team. You know, he he's, he's a weapon in the low post, whether or not he's scoring. He's got terrific vision, gets everybody involved, and I think is kind of a really good secondary creator for this offense to take, you know, get, get the low post touches, which is how this offense, you know, is it remains as cohesive as it needs to be. But he can really unlock things if he can play with confidence. Obviously, he reclassed the series a junior again. So there's still a lot of growth that can transpire. But between the two of them, I think you have to feel really good about it. And Nolan Winter, you know, put, he's, he's sitting around 220 pounds right now, which is a lot further along in his physical like maturation than I think we would have probably expected coming into this year. So while, yes, you know, maybe the depth is doesn't match that of the guards, I think you have to feel a lot better than you had a year ago, because now behind him, you're looking at a guy like Carter Gilmore, who, you know, if he's giving you eight, 10 minutes a game and you get, you can feel really good about that. So I, I think right now, even a Marcus Silver, you know, he's come on strong at the end. He, he looked good in the scrimmage. He had a couple of moments, even in the, the home opener. So I don't know if he's someone that you're going to rely on game in and game out, but in certain matchups, you know, I, I think, I think they have far more options now than they did a year ago. Right. And I think the freshmen are definitely a huge factor in that, too. You already kind of touched on Nolan Winter and a little bit on John Blackwell and Gus Yaldin, depending on what his status is going to be throughout the season. They're kind of an X factor because we weren't sure how much we were going to see them. But already, especially maybe through the foul trouble, we saw a lot of John Blackwell and Nolan Winter in that first game. So where do you see them coming in off of the bench and making the contributions to the team? Yeah, honestly, this is a recruiting class that I was maybe a little bit higher on than the consensus. Um, and most of that has to do with just, I think Greg Gard has done a terrific job of recruiting for fit. And, you know, I understand everyone gets really hung up on recruiting rankings, but 
John Blackwell is a kid who, if he doesn't commit to Wisconsin as early as he does, would have absolutely gotten bigger offers. I mean, this he's got a he's got a suddenness to him. It's a very quick first step. I think that he's going to be someone who can get to the free throw line, can create for himself. You know, he's he's a he's a good shooter. Um, I, I just, I think he's got a very bright future in this program. And, you know, sometimes people think using the word glue guy is a negative. I absolutely do not feel that way. Um, I, I think as early as this year, he's going to see minutes at the one through three and just and be a core member of the rotation who is somebody that they can lean on right now and is going to have an excellent four-year career at Wisconsin. Um, Winter just, he, he's a stretch, he's your prototypical stretch big, but I think he moves a lot better than most of the big men that Wisconsin has traditionally brought in. And I think he's further along than I would have expected. Uh, he's got a tremendous ceiling. He's somebody who is going to be able to give you minutes this season. Uh, he's got the length to be able to be, a, you know, alter shots down low. He rebounds pretty well, especially given, you know, that he's going to be giving up some size. We'll see what he's got in Big Ten play. But I think he is a plus off the bench given what you had a year ago. And Gus Yeldon is somebody who he just returned to the program after a leave of absence. Um, you know, long-term, I think that there is a really good fit here. His footwork is just beyond that of anything I have seen from a, a true freshman at this point in his development. Uh, he slimmed down considerably since his uh, senior year of high school. I, I think there's a lot to like here. You know, defensively might be where the biggest learning curve is, but he's another stretch big man who I think might not factor in this year, but has a a bright future moving forward. Right. I think the depth of this team is really the biggest thing this year is, and you mentioned it time and time again, that they had the starting five, but after that, there really wasn't a lot of options to go off of the bench last year. And this year, now you have so many different options. And we saw it during the Arkansas State game, obviously being a blowout, Greg Gard was able to clear that whole bench, but now you're heading into the tough part of the non-conference schedule. You have four top 25 ranked matchups in the first 10 games of the season, including tomorrow's matchup against Tennessee. You also have Arizona, Michigan State, and Marquette all before the end of the new year. It's a very quick turnaround for Greg Garden and his program. So where do you see them? How do you think they'll do in these games? Yeah, that's a, that's an incredibly tough question to answer because as you've mentioned you you just typically don't see slates like that on the November schedule you know maybe you play one marquee opponent you know in an early season tournament or something but I, I think going into this stretch uh you know if, if you have a Connor Siegen available this is going to be just a terrific litmus test for Wisconsin who you know quite frankly is a top 25 program in my eyes right now and we're going to see just how much disparity there is between us and Tennessee and then, you know, Marquette for that matter as well. I think you'd like to see the Badgers certainly take one of the Tennessee or Marquette games specifically because they're at home. That adds a marquee win to their resume really early in the season. Um, you know, the trip to Arizona, that's going to be a tough one. Arizona is essentially a blue blood program and, uh, I, I I think that will be a pretty hostile environment. I, I think if Wisconsin can somehow walk away winning one or even two of those three marquee matchups, I think you would feel really good about where this team is at, especially this early. Because, uh, you know, guards mixing and matching lineups right now. He's got to figure out his rotation. You know, the Arkansas State game, he didn't really 
and spoke about in his press game, uh, post-game press conference, but he didn't really get to work in with the rotation that he was expecting to because of foul trouble. So still got to work through a lot of that, and uh, that's going to be awfully tough to do when you're playing a top-10 team. So we'll see how uh, tight the rotation looks on Friday. Yeah, it's going to be interesting because that's really a very quick test for Greg Gard and all of these players. And Michigan State was the fourth team. Obviously, they're going to drop a little bit after that loss to JMU. But it's going to prepare them very well for the rest of the Big Ten. Obviously, playing Purdue, Indiana, Illinois, Maryland, and Michigan State once they start getting it together. And it's a little early right now. And obviously, a lot of these teams are making adjustments themselves. But where do you see them ending up in the Big Ten standings? Oh, it's never too early to make bold predictions. Uh, but if I right now had to decide where I think Wisconsin falls, I would place them in the top four, uh, you know, which I ultimately would give them a double buy in the Big Ten tournament. Obviously, you can never predict injuries, but if all things stay equal, I think this is a team that is likely to finish in the top four to six. And if things break right, maybe even slightly better. I do see a pretty large tier break between programs like Purdue and Michigan state. And then before, you know, you start talking about Wisconsin right now, but I really believe they have the pieces to truly contend in the big 10 right now. Uh, it's a, it's a really strong roster. And honestly, even just from like the practices I've been able to attend the red white scrimmage, the, you know, what, what we've seen from this team so far, usually the offense takes a while to catch up and, this year, I think they've just hit the ground running. This is a team that has terrific chemistry, and you're seeing that. A.J. Storr just seems to be the missing piece in a team that already had fairly good on-court chemistry, and I think is just a, ultimately he's a ceiling raiser. It's going to be really interesting to see how this team is able to compete, not only in those non-conference games, but also in the conference as well. Dylan, thank you so much for coming on here. We really appreciate giving us your insight into this Badgers men's basketball team. Yeah, thank y'all for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, and we thank you guys for listening to The Jump Around. Once again, I am Chrissy Birdsall, and have a great rest of your evening, as always, on Wisconsin. Thanks for listening to a podcast from WSUM. The opinions expressed in this podcast do not reflect the views of WSUM, the University of Wisconsin-Madison, or its Board of Regents. Thanks to David Giardino and Isabel Kramer for contributing the music for this podcast.